Hi, I'm Ross Shelseth. Thanks for being with us as we continue our series on winning words, how to speak life and influence others, how to make impact on others with your words. Today, we're going to go deep into the subject of training, training and preparation for the development of a skill, training and preparation for an outcome. So we're going to look at training from the perspective of the trainee, the person wanting to be trained, and the trainer, the person that's willing to do the coaching, the leading, the nudging, the pushing. It's going to be a great session. Today, as we discuss training, look at training from two different perspectives. There's what I would call, or we'll call the trainee, which is the person that wants the training. They want to do something better than they currently are. And they want to make a commitment. At least they think they do. So there's a trainee. There's that person that aspires to do better in the attainment or the development of a skill an expertise, a something they can look at and say, I did it. But then the other key part of training is there's got to be a trainer. And the significance of the trainer is that person that's willing to pour into somebody who wants to be trained, i.e. the trainee. And pouring in really becomes a function of a lot of different little things from a standpoint of leadership, guidance, discipline, teaching, critiquing, being candid at times. So we're going to look at training from the trainee and the trainer's perspective. We're also going to look at training today from the standpoint of a person who has been heavily involved from the time she was a middle school or junior high athlete to today, and she's doing some exciting things in, in, in fitness development and personal training. And our guest today is Amy Frederick Palmquist. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Great to have you here. I first met Amy when she was in elementary school. Her parents and my, and my wife and I were good friends. And here's this little girl who's developed into now. With that being the case, uh, Amy currently is the owner of Transformation Fitness in Lacey, Washington. That's right. And... Like training, this didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to regress for just a moment, you know, when we look at training and we look at people who develop a skill to a high level. Uh, a Tiger Woods, for example, we watch, we turn the TV on and we watch Tiger Woods play golf. And we think, wow, he's really gifted. He's really, there's something different about him. The reality is something different about Tiger Woods started when he was nine years old. When his dad would take him to a golf course and there was nobody else out there early in the morning, late in the afternoon and evening, hitting ball after ball after ball. We don't ever see that. Mm -hmm. What we see on our televisions or we go watch a sporting event in person, we see the result, but we don't see all the background, do we? Mm -hmm. So Amy, talk to us about, you know, when you left high school, you went on to college, and at some point in time, you were intrigued with pursuing a degree, pursuing an opportunity to get into fitness and fitness training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that all come to be? Sure. It was, wow, it was pretty early for me. 
that I realized this was what I wanted to do. And I realized that's rare. Um, I know a lot of people maybe are still figuring it out, you know, um, but I feel very fortunate because I learned um, pretty early um, the, what I was passionate about, and that was fitness and nutrition. And it kind of started with athlete, you know, being an athlete and, and, and really finding my identity through sports and um, coaches and my parents and things, things that developed from a love of, you know, volleyball, love of basketball. And then it turned into, I love, you know, taking care of myself. I love the intensity of that. I love motivating other people. I love being the leader in a team sport. And I think that's first where... I noticed kind of my, my heart on fire. So in those early uh, experiences with athletics, yeah. your coaches mm -hmm. were your trainers, so to speak, and that they were the person that was leading you, guiding you, encouraging you, motivating you, critiquing you, I'm sure at some point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you caught on to it, so to speak. You liked it, you loved it, and continued to develop it. Yeah. So Transformation Fitness, name of the company, Lacey Washington, what's the focus of Transformation Fitness? What, what gets you up every morning and wants you to be there and impact people? Our motto is transforming lives from the inside out. Hmm? And we believe that we're giving people hope. We're giving them hmm. answers. We are giving them guidance. Everybody and, wants hope. Yeah. Everybody's looking for hope. Yeah, that's right. They are, and they walk in those doors not knowing what they need quite yet. Mm. They know they need something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they don't, they can't put their finger on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get all walks of life, right? Mm -hmm. And some who are, they are primed, they're ready, you mm -hmm. know, they are mm -hmm. like, I am showing up and I know what I need. This is what I need mm -hmm. from you. You know, they're kind of at that point. But mm -hmm. then 80% of people walk in there not knowing what they need. Mm -hmm. You have to tell them. So to that point, when they come in, they're thinking they want to come in, they want to be physically better, but they don't know the means by which they're going to get physically better. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. they need that part of it. Somebody tell them this is what you really need. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they come in embarrassed. They come in they come in, um, you know, shameful. They come in um, discouraged. They come in with all of these feelings at the beginning. And you have to know that as the person, you know, approaching them and as the first person that they're going to be talking to because there's a lot of emotions. Exactly. And as you say, those must be hard conversations for some of those people. Absolutely. They walk in, they sit mm -hmm. down and talk to someone they've never talked to before. Mm -hmm. And they thought they were just going to come in and get on some machine mm -hmm. and they get better physically. Mm -hmm. But instead, there's much more to it than that. Yeah. Talk about those hard conversations. Well, I, I like to tell my trainers because we're, there's 10 of them. And so mm -hmm. we have a lot of conversations, um, you know, amongst ourselves and I tell them, you know, we are the answer to a question that these people don't know how to ask. Mm. So we are that answer. They don't even know the question. They don't even know the question, <laughs> but yeah. we are the answer to the question they don't know how to ask. And mm -hmm. so when they come in, um, you know, providing them with um, sort of a confidence that mm -hmm. says, mm -hmm. 
you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. You came mm-hmm. to the right place. This is a private studio. We are, we've been doing this for a long time. We're the experts. We're going to be doing this for a long time. What year number are you in now? When you say you've been doing it for a long um, time, how many years? Well, I started when I was 22 and I, today I'm 35. Yeah. So 13 years. Yeah. 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 I have been wow. doing this 13, yeah, 13 yeah. years now. Wow. So it's, it's a sense of, um, you don't know what you need, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really like the beginning because it's they have to trust you. I was just going to say the word that I think you're going to use and you just use it is trust. So I walk into Transformation Fitness and I'm thinking, you know, Ross, I'm I just don't I don't like what I see. I want to get better. But I didn't anticipate that conversation. So here I am talking to someone I don't know. And yet I'm giving them license or freedom to tell me maybe something I wasn't anticipating hearing, what gets them to the point where they trust and then they're willing to be trained because they, they believe that what you or one of your trainers says to them is the right thing. How does that trust get established? Sure. And it, and it's sometimes challenging because you might have 30 minutes with them, right? You know, they've walked in the door, they've taken that first risk to come and um, you need to capture them in that 30 minutes and help them to realize, help them to see it's, it's not a sales pitch. It's you're trying to literally help them change their life, you know, or save their life potentially. Let's expand. That's powerful. You're, you're helping them change their life. So what you just said is a lot more from my interpretation, Amy, than I'm going to get physically fit. You're going to change my life. Mm -hmm. So, Based upon your years of experience as a trainer, and you train the people that train people walking into transformation fitness, based upon that experience, let's talk a little bit about that unpacking of what people need in order to change their life, not just change their physical look, but to change their life. Discuss that or describe that changing their life. Right. So, um, you know, I'll just kind of share a brief story. Yeah, We've had one, one client come in and, you know. Love stories. 100, 110 pounds overweight. She comes in and makes an appointment, first time consultation, heard about me through some other friends, heard about our, our studio for, through some other friends, comes in and has a, you know, a conversation that's fairly surfacy, right? Because mm-hmm. I just want to see what this place is like. Okay. Um, ends up booking an appointment. The next okay. appointment doesn't show up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, doesn't show up. So I call her and, um, you know, Oh, this came up, you know, I do want to, I do want to make an appointment, Mm -hmm. you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, I just got to figure this out, make Mm -hmm. a second appointment. Mm -hmm. So we follow up reschedule doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. Second appointment doesn't show up. So then I call her again and, um, and I just, you know, people have to be ready, right? Mm -hmm. They got to be ready. So Mm -hmm. then I call her again, book another appointment and she shows up for this one. This is the third Mm -hmm. one. So there's probably about three months of time span that these are, you stayed with her. Absolutely. You stay with her. I tell people I'm pretty persistent. (laughs) You know, the theme of these podcasts is winning words, but you use words to be persistent because you could have just, well, she's not going to show. I'm not going to call. Yeah. But to your credit, you stayed after and said, you know what? I'm going to keep reaching out to her. Yeah. Continue on changing your life. What else does it include when you, when you work with people, what changes end up happening? So she comes back in for that final appointment and I could tell there was something different about her. Mm -hmm. She had kind of, I think, marinated the thought Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. 
this is going to require something out yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, that's good. So she kind of marinated that, and and that that conversation I feel was her breakthrough. I feel like that was the time where you know she broke down. We got we got tissue in our corner, you know, yeah, in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but um, some tears here, right? There. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it's a lot of years of mm-hmm. and there's stuff you know. I mean, I don't even know, right? Yeah, there's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so talking with her, um, got her on a very simple simple program, explained it to her, and I showed her. I said look at um, these photos. And I brought out this book that we have. Mm -hmm. And we also have a wall. We call it the TF Wall of Fame. And they're transformations. And I showed her. I said, you think this girl walked into this place ready? You know, and then look at her six months later. You think this guy right here was ready to take this big move? Not until he came in here, you know, and and just put his front foot and foot in front of the other, booked that first appointment and just kind of in his mind was like, look, what's my other option? Not doing anything. Yeah. Remaining numb, remaining as I am right now. And that was enough for her to say, you're right. You know, I can't continue down the path I'm on. Mm -hmm. I have to switch gears here. And that's going to require a lot of effort. It's going to require a lot of commitment. But what is my other option? Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just getting her to that point to say, we've done this. You can trust me. I've mm-hmm. done this. Mm-hmm. We've done mm-hmm. this as a studio. She could see it in the lives of others. Yeah, Pictures she of could see it. Yep. And then for, for me, I think also to say to her, what, what else are you going to do? What is your other option here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that brought her to, you're right. I mean, I, I'm miserable. I, I don't have another option mm-hmm. as is. So in that regard, she became willing to take the first step. Uh, one of the sayings in my book is uh, the essence of change is taking the first step. If you don't ever take the first step, change right. will not happen. Yeah. Now, back That's to great. the training aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, as the trainer, so you have an example like you just referenced. And you put a plan in place as to how that person can get from A to Z, point A to point B. You define how much time it's going to take, how much training it's going to take by a trainer. So do your people walk alongside of the trainee at every session? So they're, they're, they're constantly being coached, encouraged, motivated, critiqued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's very in-depth, you know. I mean, when you're coming in for an appointment, you're with the trainer. The trainee is with the trainer the entire time. They're coaching them, motivating them. Also, you know, you've got to learn technique. You've got to learn form. You know, there's all of the physical pieces of it. But at the same time, there's there's probably, <laughs> you know, 80% of it is mental. And the things that the trainer is telling the trainee is also things that are keeping them excited, right? You are doing awesome. Look, you showed up. You showed up today. Look at your arms. Look at your, because I mean, all of us have some piece of vanity in us, you know, like you're, you want to look and feel better self-esteem, right? Um, So hearing that from the trainer is, is really important for the individual, you know, Mm -hmm. working out. Um, You mentioned that an important part of this is the mental. Mm -hmm. So talk more about that because the physical becomes the outcome, the change physiological, physiologically, mm-hmm. the change in terms of just body posture and all that appearance, all those things. 
But what happens to the mind along the way? Because that's, the, I think, the really the fascinating part. Mm-hmm. When you talk about changing a person's life, right. changing thinking mm-hmm. is a function of changing a person's life. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the mental aspect of it. Sure. What causes yeah. people to stay with it? Yeah. What causes them to sometimes falter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's, <laughs> right? that, that may not be the physical. Yeah. It may be the mental mm-hmm. self. Absolutely. Talk to yeah. us about that. I think when people are beginning their program and they're seeing the initial results, some of them see them quicker than others, you know, and and results, obviously, we all know that. They're, those are motivating, yep. right? You're, yep. you're quickly yeah. seeing evidence. evidence. Yeah, right? I, I mean, see it happening. I see I it happening. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty easy for the individual who already sees that. But what I think is more interesting are the ones who don't right away, you know? And um, you have to find, because there is, there is change somewhere. There is so many variables. You may not with, see it right away, exactly. but it's there. It's there. And so um, a smart trainer will be very creative and like, okay, you know what? We're not just focused on where's your weight, what's your body fat doing, how you're looking in the mirror. What are all the other variables that physical exercise and nutrition do for us? Mm. Give me an example. Increase in um, sleep, right? You're going to have much better sleep, Mm -hmm. a deeper sleep, more recovery Mm -hmm. if you're exercising. Um, what about decrease in anxiety and depression? I, I, we have a lot of clients who say that my life is so stressful and this is the only thing I'm doing really that combats that. Mm. And when you hear that, you're like, okay, that's, that's powerful because we know that, you know, depression and anxiety is on a rise in our nation. And, um, you know, so is obesity. And so you're trying to find these correlations that are not so focused on vanity and aesthetics and because those will come and they should come, but you have to motivate someone from a deeper level. Otherwise this can all, you know, go away. All the vanity side and aesthetic side can be disappear and be gone tomorrow, but that they're increasing, um, their sleep and their recovery and their self-esteem and that they're reducing anxiety and depression. Um, those are huge life changing, like we talked about yeah, exactly. things. Yeah. Um, let me pause you there. Yeah. The byline for my book, winning words is speaking life to influence others. So in terms of your training, your trainers, you are really coaching them to be mindful of how their words, their chosen, what they say, when they say it, yeah. how they say it is going to influence that person who came in and wants to change their life. They want to change what they look like. Mm-hmm. They want to change their physical uh, abilities and so on. But along the way, how do you coach your trainers to use those words to make influence? What's the key? I would say examples first off, because I think we all do best when, you know, you're saying, look, I had this individual and this is kind of how I talked to her. You know, I've done this for a while. And so when you take an example, um, they're able to kind of, you know, catch on and say, okay, that's how you handled kind of that type of individual or that type of client, someone's who's going through that, because really there's a lot of similarities in all of us, you know, um, in, 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 in certain categories, you know, so you can categorically place 
here's the mom that walks in who's exhausted, right? She's just gotten four kids ready for school. It's 10 a.m. And here, you know what I mean? Here she is now trying to do something for herself. Then you have the, you know, the, the dad who has gone to work all day and has worked his butt off and is constant stress. And it's 5.30, 6 p.m. at night. And you're trying to, you know, encourage him. So I think giving examples to the trainers and helping them realize, like, put yourself in someone else's shoes. This is great. Let's talk a little bit about encouragement as compared to critique, which can be uh, interpreted as uh, difficult, destructive, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. critical criticism. Mm -hmm. So we hear you're working with people and you give your trainers some coaching in terms of, you know, we want to pour encouragement in as compared to discouragement. We want to pour speaking life into them as compared to, well, maybe you can. Talk to us about that. Because again, that's the mental aspect. You're, it you're is. pouring into people with words. Right. Absolutely. And um, there's, you know, we kind of talk about like, what are some common sayings, you know, that we're saying to them? And um, those are there has to be a balance, right? There has to be that healthy balance. And, and you know this as well, you know, being a coach all, all your life that you, you have to still critique because it, it rises up. Mm-hmm. I want to be better. Yeah. I want Candid. to improve. Candid conversation. Right. Yep. And then there has to be the encouragement side of positive affirmation of I am doing things great. I am because most of the time, you know, throughout the day, they're probably, you know, hammering on themselves. I, I, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't fit into these clothes. I'm breathing heavy going up these stairs. I'm not, you know, I'm not attractive to my spouse. I mean, just all the things that, right? So in that regard, you're trying to overcome self-talk. Right. And we speak more Absolutely. to ourselves than other people do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. we talk ourselves out of, yes. or we convince ourselves mm-hmm. we're falling short, mm-hmm. or we can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to overcome that by displacing those words with, yes, you can. Right. And we believe in you. Right. And I think you can. And the beginning of that is identifying who you're talking to, right? Yeah. The, the, beginning beginning of of, the, the beginning of the relationship. Right. Yes. Is identifying what type of person am I talking to? Have I listened to them enough? Have I asked them enough questions that myself as the trainer can now effectively offer them, you know, the side of encouragement or the side of critique. What does this person need so that they can improve? One of the learnings in my life is, and I I encourage people to listen to the point of understanding. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes in and sits down to talk to you and you can feel, or I can feel that there's anxiety and they've got something they want me to know, I need to listen to the point where I can understand what it is that they're telling me, but what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and what they perceive I can do to help them. If I only listen, I'll get part of it. But if I listen to the point of understanding, I can show the empathy and I can extend myself to do what I can do to help them in that regard. It's fascinating that, you know, you you run a fitness facility (laughs) that's physical, but so much what we talk about is the mental. Let's talk about the, uh, when someone comes in, in today's world, so many people are looking for a quick fix. Yeah, oh boy. They want it, they want it, and they want it there. Uh But if it takes too much work, (laughs) too much time, too much commitment. Yeah, it's common. There's there's a tendency to shy away from it, Mm -hmm. to start and never finish, or to never start. Mm -hmm. 
or to use an excuse. Well, it just didn't work out. Right. So in terms of timing, Talk to us about the commitment it takes on the part of the trainee for them to really experience that changed life. Sure. There's different, uh, there's different categories. And I talk about categories a lot because there are several, um, where a person starts out and then there's different expectations from that individual. And really with fitness, um, fitness and nutrition and get there's, how much you're going to put into it is really how much you're going to end up really getting out of it. And some people want these high, high expectations when they're so far away from reaching that. They're, at that point, those expectations are a bit unrealistic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you listen to them, right? And you quickly realize, okay, you know, this person's asking for a Lamborghini, but is not ready to have the maintenance. I'm not ready to pay for those tires when they go flat. I'm not ready to um, get an oil change or fix it if it gets a dent. I mean, that's going to cost a lot. And I, uh, once you explain that to them, once they kind of understand, what you're asking for is something that is extremely unrealistic, and this is what it requires. They're going to quickly understand that, okay, maybe that's, that's not what I want. You know, I want a little, I I want change and I want to improve, but that path is not, is not what I'm after, you know, and the, and they kind of start to understand that the changes that they can make, you put present in front of them and you say, but look at all those, these little changes you can make. And you're going to get quite a bit, quite a bit of change from that. Smaller, consistent steps yes. that lead towards an outcome, right? As compared to trying to make a big leap yes. from A to Z. Yeah. Let's and let's land somewhere between A and F. Yes. For example. And let's Sm- yeah. let's start today. Let's think about what we can change today in these next seven days. You know, rather than than six months ahead, because these people that are coming in too are also already overwhelmed with the process. So you have to simplify it. Back to the theme of words. Mm -hmm. What words do you find yourself using (laughs) real frequently with people? Uh, This, this is pretty easy. I, I, I'm like, oh, I know, I know these ones. Um, (laughs) well, kind of balancing between, you know, being critical or being motivational and, um, positive. Um, probably the number one thing I will say is you can do this. You can do this. And it's, it's a sense of, you know, making eye contact with that person and on a deeper level, whatever it is, when you can kind of see that over, you know, them over getting overwhelmed and you just look at them and you say, you can do this. And something I think about that too, just allows them to say, I'm not alone. You know, I have a support system. Their coach is there, their trainer is there. Exactly. The person that believes in them is there. Yes. I have the tools. You are giving me the tools. I'm going to trust you. And you can do this. Um, on more of the critical side, a lot of the times I'll say, you know, that's an excuse. What you're giving mm. me right now is an excuse. You're being real. You're being candid. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's reasons and then there's excuses, right? And um, and so kind of kind of yeah, picking between exactly. the, the weeds on those. But um, a lot of times I will say, I'm saying, that's an excuse. You know, we need to find solutions, not excuses. And that kind of, you know, gets some people riled up, but I'm okay with that. And then um, other people, are, you know, they say, I, I agree. You know, I need to find a different way so I don't 
arrive next week with this same excuse. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those are probably the two things that yeah. counter yeah. Well, counter one another. Yeah, it's but. both and. and yeah, I think, it is. I think uh, it sure is. as you reference in my coaching career, the balance between pouring encouragement into a team or individuals, yeah. the team is made up above the individuals, and at the same time, having the hard, candid conversations, sometimes on a Monday after a game film wasn't that pleasant to look at from Saturday's college game, mm-hmm. uh, difficult. It is. But it needs to be real. Exactly. But then offset by Mm -hmm. encouragement as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm uh, proud of you, Amy, and I'm proud of your your pouring into people far beyond the physical outcome. Yeah. Because so much of life, as we know, is heart and mind. Yeah. And heart and mind determine what happens with the body. And it's interesting because it's not that I got a degree in psychology or got you know education and training on these things it's absolutely 100 percent was experience yeah. it was just me being passionate and caring at the beginning and and knowing that i wanted to help people yeah. but then quickly realizing just teaching them how to squat wasn't going to do it <laughs> <laughs> you also have an exciting thing ahead of you yeah. uh, are about to yeah we're we are expanding yeah. uh we're getting a bigger location. We're remodeling in the midst of it right now. We're going to be open March 1st for our remodel. And then we are doing another location. Uh, looks like late spring, early summer. Exciting. So we're pretty excited Exciting. about that. Yeah. Exciting. Last question. In your years of training people and working with people, what's something that you've just, over the years, you look back and say, this is what I've learned the most about people. Oh, man. I think that most people need to be believed in and they need, they need to be believed in from the sense of, I know we touched on hope and giving them hope and giving them, but they, they need someone to look at them and say, I believe in you. And, and that where you want to go, your dreams, your goals, your, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out and we're going to get there. And I think that seeing how people respond to that is probably the biggest thing that, that I've learned from, from opening a business and whether it's with my trainers, whether it's with my trainees, um, that's what people I think most of the time need. Yeah. Well, you've impacted thousands with your words and the ones that you impact turn around and they impact others because the more they believe they can do it, they yeah. believe you, yeah. then they speak that into others. You can't speak into others what you don't receive yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're pouring into people and those people will pour as well. Absolutely. Thank you so very much. Oh, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this has been fun. It's been it great having been. you with us. I'm Thanks so proud of the, the career you've had and uh, who Thank you've become you. and the impact you're making on people. Yeah. I got a couple expressions here I want to close this with uh, from Mickey Andrews, who coached at Florida State. And he used to tell players for a long time, he'd say, if you aren't straining, you're not gaining. If you're not straining, you're not gaining. And to that point, it simply takes consistent effort. And then Bill Dietrich, a friend of mine who coached at multiple places, including professional football, only you control your effort. And to realize, as you talked about, Amy, the excuse part and the reasons, but the reality is only you control your effort. So for those of you that listen in today, I want to close with one challenge question. And that question is simply this. If you want to get better, 
You need to identify. So please do this if you feel like, you know what? But here's what it is. What area of life do you need more training in? Identify the area, identify the potential solution, and then do it. That's how you get better in terms of identifying. And the good news, as Amy has said, you can do it. It's mind over matter. You can do it. Thanks for being with us on this session where we've been discussing training, the trainee and the trainer.